0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello and welcome to episode number 128 of The VK Bros, with The VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. Uh, coming at you, not live, but almost, on 8.30pm uh, on a Saturday night, <laughs> also known as Just Smack Bang on bedtime. <laughs> How you going, Alex?
1: My bedtime, you mean?
0: Well, normally I'll go to bed around this time, but then I have to wake up at, it's usually like 11.30, 1.30... 3ish and then 5.30 to start the day
1: well I go to bed at 9 and then I wake up as well just like you do but at 5.30 tomorrow
0: mmm mm. yeah that would be nice that would be very nice but mm. <clears throat> I was thinking—I was actually thinking about this a lot this week because I feel like as far as sleep goes Amanda and I are on the home straight like we're not having any more kids Jake is uh, 10 months so he's pretty close I think to starting like he's He's already starting to go to maybe... Occasionally You will have two wake-ups during the night instead of three. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in the next three to six months we'll be like everyone in the house sleeping through the night every night or at least semi-consistently, which will be absolutely amazing. Um, speaking of parenthood, I I did a couple of things this week which is like the, the ups and downs of parenthood. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with the ups. One of my Christmas presents I was given is a pamper day at the City Cave float tank and uh, sauna place. Mm -hmm. Which is just down the road. So shout out to City Cave. So my package was I got a 45 minute infrared sauna. Then I got a one hour float in the float tank. Uh, which is like a se- sensory deprivation tank for anyone who doesn't know what a float tank is, and then a forty-five minute remedial massage.
1: I've got a question first, just before you carry on. Yep. Did were you able to float in the float tank, or did you just sink to the bottom?
0: I I floated. It's really. Have you done a float tank before?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a cool I experience, like eh? I didn't like it.
0: It's okay. Why didn't you like it?
1: No, tell me why you liked it first, and then I'll tell you why I didn't.
0: I didn't like it. Oh so so the sauna. I love the sauna, right? Yeah. So sauna was. Great. I, I've not had an
1: infrared one, but I touch it. Right, She says it's really good.
0: Yeah, so infrared sauna. It was it was great. I think forty five minutes is too long. I would typically only spend twenty to twenty five minutes in the sauna. When I, I used to do the sauna after every gym session back in another life when I used to go to the gym. Um, but anyway, I, I always like the sauna. I haven't had one for a while, so it was really really nice. And then go into the uh, to the float tank and the way the float tanks work is they put like 400 kilos of salt in the water
1: mm. and so there's a one-to-one ratio with yeah
0: yeah just about yeah um, and essentially all that salt in the water makes you float and it's a really weird experience where because you know I'm just obviously as you said I'm a little bit heavy, I'm not used to just floating, and I've got my own yeah. pool, right? So it's a very unnatural yeah. thing for me just to lay back and literally just float, which is a kind of cool-ish experience in the beginning. However, there's a few things that I noticed about the float which made me really not enjoy it. Number one, when the it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience that you'd probably only get If you went to space in like low gravity, where because you're floating, what I found my body did was it contorted itself based on all the tight spots in my body. Right. So I found it really interesting, right? So one of of the problems that I know I've got at the moment and I've had for at least a couple of years is um, my shoulders hunch forwards a lot now. And it gives me some sort of neck issues. Like I, I get a pinched nerve every now and then in my neck from it. And what it comes from is the last three years, like when you've got young children, the amount of time you spent hunched over, so whether it's holding a baby and feeding it a bottle or you know just being down on the floor with them or picking them up, like everything is bringing your ha- arms to your front, like holding the kids up, and it's like all the weights on the front. So you're all your shoulders roll forward, you just get really, really tight in a forward position like that. Right. And it's really bad for your posture. And also, one of the weird things, too, that you never even think about, and I didn't think about this until I pinched the nerve in my neck the other week. But when I'm at home with the kids, I spend like 80% of my time looking at the floor. Yeah. So you're constantly looking down. So it's like you're always on your mobile. Like, you know how they say, like, people get mobile phone neck? So it's the same sort of thing. So you're constantly looking down at the floor just to make sure that the boys aren't, you know, eating something that's going to kill them or whatever. And anyway so when i'm in this float tank i'm finding that depending on where i put my arms it was actually really uncomfortable because like my my body was just naturally going into this like contorted position which just wasn't comfortable at all and the only uh way that i could really get comfortable is by putting my hands sort of up and and to the back sort of thing Mm. like it was a bit strange so i wasn't really that comfortable is number one number two it's boring man Yeah, sensory deprivation is boring as fuck. Yeah, and to spend an hour in a like zero gravity type scenario where they keep the the water temperature at basically the same temperature as human body temp, so you're literally just supposed to like feel nothing, and they and you can turn the lights off so you see nothing, and they pump in like relaxation music for like ten minutes at the beginning, and then there's just nothingness. It was really boring. And I really wish that I had more demons or something. Like maybe I could have, you know, faced something that's, you know, deep seated and wrong in my personality or something like that. There was nothing.
1: It was well, no, the, nothing. Problem, the problem is that that's your demon is that you can't switch off. So okay. I had the same thing. So I had the same experience, the comfortability thing. I didn't really have a problem with, but what I did find very strange is I don't think I could find the neutral position. Yeah, yeah. So I was always trying to adjust. And this is the other thing, and I'll try to, so viewers will see this, but um, I'll have to explain it to audio listeners. So I'm gonna do it in the frame. This is the other thing I like. So imagine this box here that I'm in mm-hmm. is the deprivation tank. Yep. Yeah. And I'm floating, right? And you're looking face down at me. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I didn't like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: floating around and crashing into the, like, crashing your head up against the yep. the end and then flicking over to the, and I just found that funny, like, a, my brain starts doing a skit, and I'm like, oh, I look like, you know, a game of Pong with yeah. myself.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And then when, when my senses were extremely deprived, I started to hone in on the other sounds. Right. Oh, I can hear a pump.
0: Oh, yeah, I can
1: yeah. hear someone talking outside, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is kind of ruined it."
0: Yeah, so so your senses weren't really deprived; they were just deprived of meaningful stuff. So all you yeah. were tapping into was the bullshit, like, meaningless things that were happening around you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so all right, so is that the good and the bad? Mm-mm. Was all that City gave. So
0: there's so there's a few more things about the float tank I didn't like. Uh, third thing I didn't like was. I didn't realise because I, I, I wrestle with the boys all the time mm-hmm. I didn't realise how many micro-scratches I have literally all over my body from oh, the boys right, scratching right. me so yeah. when you get into a tank full of salt it just burns
1: I I was with your son on Friday oh, yeah. when I was at mum and dad's mm-hmm. and I'm like, I said to mum what's with all the scratches on his face and on his <laughs> legs? <laughs> and mum goes, that's what happens when you got little boys
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's right, those are from me <laughs> um i also and and this is probably a little bit too much information for people on the podcast but i also realized that i need to get uh probably a higher quality softer grade of toilet paper because i may have had some micro scratches
1: oh, on the nose
0: which right. when that filled with salt water that had a slight burning sensation too
1: yeah that's not the deprived no, sense sensor it, that you it, want to have it's
0: like experiencing an std <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice
0: um and then, nice. they
1: should do that at schools you yeah. <laughs> do that in high schools it's like here you go um get in this yeah, deprivation tank. just
0: wipe your ass with poor quality toilet paper and then get this deprivation <laughs> tank um,
1: STDVR,
0: <laughs> and then and then the last thing was and again this is probably as a as a parent of young children who rarely if ever gets time to myself i was just lying there going this is a fucking waste of an hour like for what i could be doing in an yeah. hour yeah for me this 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 wasn't really my thing yep and look I don't like get that. me wrong i i really I, I i rate the facilities at city cave i think like everything in there is beautiful it's really well put together really well designed the, the staff were and were fantastic mm. the massage was really good like yep. probably one of the best remedial massages i've had in a while yep. it was one of the massages where it actually feels like it's doing the work that it needs to to yep. Uh, loosen you up but without you feeling like you've been hit by like you've been in a car accident the next day yep so massage was great all the stuff were great floating is just not my thing but so that so that was probably that was that was the upside of, of parenting for the week on a kind of upside slash downside uh my my oldest boy nate has just started we've been trying to sort of toilet train for a few months like we're just sort of starting to go through the motions a little bit of toilet training and he just got to the point where on i think it was wednesday at kindy i went to pick him up in the afternoon and the kindy teachers were all pumped and they were like oh you know we're so proud of nate he we changed his nappy this in the morning and then he decided he told us he didn't want a nappy on for the rest of the day so he was really really good and he went to the toilet whenever he needed to go to the toilet and like that's a big deal because like we've been trying to practice it for for a mm. few months and it, you know we, we've made a bit of progress but you know it was a it was a, it was a massive step forward for him so I, th- I thought that was really, really cool and then so they're chatting to me when I'm on the way in to pick him up and then I'm like trying to look out in the yard to see where he is and then I see he's sort of over behind this not behind but beside the uh, like the cubby house just standing on his own very quietly <laughs> I'm like oh I, I so what this is. so I go up to him like hey hey Nady, like how you going and he's just like dead silent and I'm like ah oh, shit and then I, I'm like alright mate let's go so we're sort of walking through the yard to get back and then um, one of the does teachers, he owe
1: does he owe your teachers 50 euro
0: Uh no because he the shit didn't make it to the floor so the poo looked like a little duck butt in the back of his shorts. Now, this is this is the, the lower side of parenting. So imagine this. Imagine you've got a toddler. No,
1: thank you. Who's
0: got fairly tight shorts on with a large piece of shit in the back of his shorts. And you've taken him into the toilet. And you go, okay, how can I get him, his pants off? and the poo in the toilet, whilst minimising the amount of smushing of the shit into his (laughs) ass and into his pants, and potentially on the floor. How is the best way to do that, Alex, as a non-parent? How would you handle that?
1: Don't have children, is how I handle it.
0: Yeah, I know, but hypothetically, you've got a child, you're in that situation, like, what would MacGyver do?
1: Well, it would be, no, it would be sort of, sort of, uh, support his upper torso, and then pull the... The, the back of the pants out and down
0: so you would like the poo to pass through the rest of the shorts down the leg
1: oh is it out is it been released
0: it well it's been released from his butt crack <laughs> but it's sitting in the back of his shorts
1: oh just it's, shake it out it's pressed just, between arse and short <laughs> I'll just shake it out
0: yeah so so if you shake it out though you're gonna get a lot of like sliding around so you're gonna get more on the shorts more on the skin Probably. And it's potentially going to fall on the floor, right? Right. So I reached down the back of his pants, grabbed it with my hand. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, nah. Next subject. Welcome
1: Next to subject. Parenthood. Nope, nope, nope. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me pull this screen up here. Let's move on. Everyone's. Uh... Thank you for staying. If you're still, if you still listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank that's you. that's
0: about as shit as the show will get. Um, we got a few things that we want to talk about today. Alex is going to start us off with a bit of a Bitcoin update because there is some really interesting moves happening in Bitcoin at the moment. My uh, net
1: worth just went up by 20% in the last two days.
0: Yeah, which I'll get you to explain to the viewers and listeners in just a moment. Um, uh, the other two subjects we're going to be speaking about a little bit later on. Uh, the first one is the uh, story on Mike Cannon-Brooks and Twiggy Forrest, two Australian billionaire... Uh, greenies who have had a bit of a spat over a project of theirs which has now gone
1: into administration you can't call twiggy a greenie when he's a a mining mogul
0: yeah no but he's he's moving that way and i I know it's for money marketing that way we'll get into that in in a a bit um and the other story is uh we are going to be talking about vaccines again and particularly uh, the CDC has finally made an admission that they have uh, seen the early signs of a safety signal they need to follow up. And there's a lot of interesting things around that space at the moment that we'll go into as well. So stick around if those two subjects interest you. Um, But for now, Alex, take us away with Bitcoin.
1: Okay, so I'll pull this screen up here. Okay, so when I scroll down, basically everything's in the green. Now, yeah. the red stuff, they're all stable coins, so that's why they're they're red, because yeah. they don't go up or down. Uh, everything. Green, 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 yeah, green. Right. You're right. Now, the big one, the big mover, has been... Like, actually, all the majors. So, Bitcoin's up 20%. Yeah, wow. uh, Ethereum's up 20%. XRP's up 13%. Cardano's up 26%. Uh, Solana is up 64%. But don't be fooled. Mm. Okay, Solana got caught up with the whole FTX thing. Polkadot's up 28%. Uh, Litecoin, 14%. Look, just stonking uh, movements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the only good news in the marketplace at the moment was their CPI index out of America. Mm-hmm. It, again, just wasn't as bad as what they thought. So it looks like inflation is being... Curbed. Yeah. Now that's why I think that I don't trust this. So this, there, I'm not doing any movements on that information. Yeah. Because to me, this just flat out looks like a trap. Yeah. Um. When I, if I pull up the, the, I mean, like it's already starting to correct. Like it's already dropped. Like this uh, kind of looks like a pump and dump, doesn't it? No, nah, I, I don't think it's a pump and dump. I don't think it's a and dump. Although, uh, I mean, it could be argued that people. there's still, in my opinion, there's still a lot of free money that's sitting in the coffers and that people had on the sidelines waiting for opportunities to come into the market. Yeah. Okay? And this is an example of that where they got some good news. I'm like, okay, well, it's over. Let's just park it. Right. And there was, you know, however many billions of dollars entered markets. Uh, and it's not just crypto, it's every everything pumped, right? Yep. But to me that's not enough to show that this is a real movement to the upside. Mm. Okay. So look, are some people look, if you would have bought two days or two days ago and sold a couple of hours ago, you would have made twenty percent. Yeah. Which is a great move. Mm. Uh, A lot of if you shorted the market now, I dare say, I dare say it's going to drop. Like it's already, you know, between, when was that? In the last hour and a half, it's dropped uh, 500 bucks. Yep. So it, so it did only a week ago, it was like $16,000 and then it, went it nudged this US dollars 000, US dollars, yeah. yeah, yeah. It nudged twenty-one thousand dollars. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I'm not being <laughs> uh I'm not falling for that. I'm not uh right. yeah. And but it's nice to have seen some movement. It it, it makes you feel alive again. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to me, that's I'm not acting on that uh, yeah on that so,
0: info. So what what do you think caused that?
1: Purely just the CPI. So every time there's been a CPI um, news that has been good in America, mm-hmm. it's pumped. Not by this much, but it must have made people feel... I'll see if I can pull up an article about it. Because uh,
0: what... The, the reason why I said it sort of looks like a pump and dump is because, like you said, like the CPI is the only thing that has been announced. It's the only thing really in the marketplace that could change anything. And it's also... Like to, to have the market pump by twenty percent, you need a significant amount of investment. So that's what makes me go: Is this institutionalized, like institutional pump and dumping, where they just go, they see the CPI, and they go, "Cool, let's capitalize on this." Bang, smash a very short-term well, large that investment. Well, it wouldn't have to be institutions,
1: in? but any anyone that has noticed that the trend of like the last three times inflation hasn't been as bad as what it was before. You could jump in and make,
0: yeah, make but, good money. But I guess, how much capital does it take to move the entire crypto market up by
1: 20%? But but I'm saying there's a, like a, I know, even I know, what you can do with that information. And if I was smarter, I could have made that move. So any, like any, there would have been, I'm not saying it's, I'm saying there may have been some institutions. Yeah. But there would have been billions of dollars worth of private money that's gone in as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's not all, it's not all, um, it's not a cabal. Yeah, okay. Like there is enough markers. So if, if you're a smart investor or if, you, if you're a day trader, for example, you just be waiting to get that news or you might even gamble on the news. You might say, okay, well, I think all signs look like it's probably going to be better. So I'm going to buy now at the bottom and then yeah. let's see what's happened. And you've got a 50-50 chance where it's going to go up or down. Yeah, Right. yeah or wait till the news comes out, then buy and then ride ride the wave as all the retail investors get on, uh, get on it, take a little profit and then jump yeah. out. So yeah. it's not, to me it's not, um, there's nothing untoward there.
0: Hey, um, I'm gonna have to pause this for a sec, mate. Just give okay. me a sec. Sorry about that, everyone. This is what happens when you try to record a podcast at home when you have young infant children who are teething <laughs> at the moment. As Alex said before, don't have kids. Um, all right. So we'll, we basically wrapped up what we we're saying about Bitcoin. So let's move on to the next subject. So uh, it has been reported in the news uh, this week that billionaires, uh, Australian billionaires, Mike Cannon-Brooks and uh, Twiggy Forrest have come to a bit of a disagreement about a major project that they had planned. Is it up in Darwin? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've you pulled up the story. Do you want to bring up one of the stories and we'll, we'll just read through a little bit of it?
1: Yeah, this is the, the best one.
0: Okay. Here we go. Sun Cable Collapses Despite Billionaires' Backing by Peter Hannon, Sun Cable, the company aiming to supply Darwin and Singapore with electricity from a giant solar farm in the Northern Territory, has been placed into voluntary administration. The company had the backing of both Mike Cannon-Brooks and Andrew Twiggy Forrest, including raising $210 million from the billionaires and other investors last year. The plans had included a solar farm of as much as 20 gigawatts capacity and had been eyeing a project cost of $30 billion all up. In a media statement today, Sun Cable said it had made the difficult decision to enter voluntary administration. It's hoped the move would unlock a path forward for the company to access additional capital for the continued development of its marquee project, the Australia-Asia Power Link. AA power link in brackets and progress the next stage of its development portfolio in a strong market. Alex, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: I think it's the perfect excuse to dump a project that you're going to lose money on hand over fist and say, Oh, it's just like, we just couldn't come to an agreement on it. Mm. Um, I reckon both stocks, like the stock market's been hammered, uh, I just think the money's not there anymore like when when you are flying and when you're at the top of a bubble you can spend all the money in the world that, yeah because you've got these hyper inflated uh stock prices and yeah. market caps it's not there anymore and i reckon they, they had to go oh okay are we gonna are we gonna fire people from our core businesses to, mm-hmm. to reduce costs to do this thing or let's get rid of the thing that we know is going to hurt us Yeah. you don't make money out of solar
0: no, and and it's so it's a really interesting story because both these guys have been fairly heavy and like Mike Cannon Brooks mostly, um, but Twiggy Forest has been uh, making a lot of noise about uh, climate change lately, and both these guys have been very climate change focused, and me being the cynic that I am. Have, like I've always looked at them with sort of sceptical hippo eyes and gone you guys don't really give a shit about climate change, you just know it's the latest buzz thing that you can potentially get massive amounts of government funding for projects Yeah, that's what I think these guys are looking for yeah. and I do wonder if they were expecting to get more backing from the government which then hasn't materialised and now they're like holy shit, this thing doesn't work if, if like we have to pump our own capital into this the whole time this doesn't work for us like this only works if we build this project which the government sees as a um what's it called what's the terminology for it an essential service and therefore gets uh government funding forever like that would have made it a viable business option yeah, but maybe two, that sort of thing. Ten million not dollars in,
1: and and get and and make bank from, um, yeah, from the government. Yeah, well, I, well can, I could see that as being a thing.
0: Well, the hint is in in that article. Like they put in two hundred and ten million dollars, but the plans for the whole build was thirty billion dollars.
1: That's normal, though. That's that's like that's a normal. Like when you're doing a big project, it's normal to front a a portion of that, and then an the valuation is extrapolated. So you, yeah, you would say like like. Uh, like they they might have valued it at fifty billion at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, and you drip feed the costs over time.
0: Yeah,
1: but um, also I, I just think I just think it's a. They will have to be careful now. I think we'll have to keep an eye on them and see what happens because, you know, it, <coughs> that really hurts the green movement. Really hurts. If, if Look, the most powerful, if the two richest men in Australia can't make it work, how are you going to yeah. make it work?
0: And I have noticed that every news article that talks about it, all they are talking about is how it's all ego issues between the two guys, which is why it hasn't worked. Yep. And you go, okay, I can see how billionaires have big egos, totally get that. But if their egos were that big, they never would have gotten into bed in the first place to even start yep. the project. They just would have done it. One of them would have done it on their own. Yep. So what this tells me is what you said. Billionaires don't invest all their money in projects that aren't going to give them a return. Yep. And they probably know they're not going to get a return on this. Yep. And I mean, it's a it's a bit of a crazy project in the in the first place. Like... The Sun Cable project is literally supposed to take solar energy from Darwin and send it in a giant power core to Singapore.
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, science fiction stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, and, but we just saw what happened with the, um, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Like, it doesn't take much to completely cut these projects off, does it? And maybe that could be part of it too. Maybe they've yeah, said It could be
1: could be you know, it could be a um, security issue. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah, for sure. Who knows? So
1: But you know, I, I think a lot of Australians will be going and saying, Well, why why wouldn't we keep the power here? Like you've said, where's that government assistance to say, Well, how about you forget Singapore and how about you we build it here and keep all the power here that would make sense too wouldn't it
0: well it would make sense except that this just is the government's modus operandi whether it's labor or liberal they're both doing the same thing where we sell our cheap reliable resources to be used overseas like coal and we uh, make our own people pay over the odds for unreliable uh, experimental renewable energy
1: Yeah, so we'll keep keep an eye on it to see if they, like, maybe someone else picks it up. Well, one of the Um, points that you said before... there could be some overseas money that could come in to do it, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, one of the points that you said before, I think, is really on the right track, too, where you said that because the stock market has tanked, it's really easy if you're a billionaire to throw your money at a virtue-signalling project like this when the, the market's going great guns because you get the positive rub-off from the green movement.
1: Dude, when I, in the 2017 crypto bull run, I personally spent probably $30,000 on every ICO that was available <laughs> and none of them took off and it didn't matter because the money effectively was free. Yeah. Like well, that's, and that's, that's what happens in these... In that's these right bull markets. You, yeah. you can think of ridiculous shit to invest in.
0: Well, I also wonder if um, part of this investment is for ESG and carbon credits. Like, surely having your own solar power farm, if you say Twiggy Forest, then would give you some carbon credits to offset the carbon emissions from mm. your mining operation.
1: It's funny because I heard a rumour about Twiggy Apparently he's had to do a deal with WA because there's a specific mineral that he wants to get or a type of iron ore. I don't know, I'm going I'm to mash this up. I'll talk in general's. There's a specific type of mineral that can only be grabbed using magnets right. and he wants to build a super magnet to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the deal with the government is that you're not allowed to use a super magnet unless you can build a power grid specifically for it, and that also powers what it like. Du- it has to produce double the amount of power so that we can have the power that the other half, right? For for um, yeah. uh, residential homes or something. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I wonder if this was something along those lines. Although it's not in WA, so maybe it's maybe it's a different thing. But was it
0: was it Twiggy that um, just had a barbecue with Albo and Dan Andrews? Or was that some other yeah. billionaire? Or it was Twiggy?
1: Uh, or Twiggy was there, but it were, there was someone else that was, was there. Who
0: was the scandal? Who was the uh, helicopter that they took? Uh,
1: I didn't think it was a big deal when I read it. Uh, sh- oh shit, who was it? Oh,
0: I'm just searching Albanese Billionaire Barbecue. Tw- Twiggy
1: was there, but they didn't...
0: Um... Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is under fire for attending billionaire's barbecue with Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. Backlash is mounting against the prime minister after it was revealed he was flown in a business magnate's private helicopter to attend a barbecue at a sprawling seaside estate. Whose was it? Oh, Lindsay Fox.
1: Yeah. Look again. I don't get. I don't care about that. When you're in those circles, like, like, I mean, Lin- Lindsay Fox. Can I, can I put Street this
0: picture of... Can you bring up a picture of Lindsay Fox? I don't know if you can see it. Can you
1: see yeah, it yeah, yeah He yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. the blobfish. He does look like you the blobfish. You know the blobfish? Yes. You know what he does, right?
0: Yeah, he's the... Um, trucking. Trucking, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's huge.
0: And look... Uh, uh, out, honestly, out of this story, I'm happy that the billionaire paid for the fucking helicopter instead of the taxpayer. I'm cool with that. Yeah, 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 Like you said, you when you're when you're at that level of power, you're gonna be schmoozing with the big end of town because that's how things work. At yeah. least if they're paying for the access, I'm cool with it. It's way yeah. worse if the PM's like, Oh oh, can I come in can I come to your barbecue mate? Oh taxpayers will foot the bill for me. Who who was
1: the Oh was the speaker of the house that she took the helicopter to a oh, wedding in Everywhere?
0: Pack- oh, what was her name?
1: Bronwyn Bishop? No, was it? Was it Bronwyn Bishop? Mm.
0: I, I can't remember. It was a chick though. Look that up. I think up. it was.
1: <laughs> I think she was. The. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, So here's the first story that comes up. Bronwyn Bishop spends $5,000 on 80-kilometer charter helicopter flight <laughs> from Melbourne to Geelong. Uh, yeah she got done quite a few times didn't she
1: yeah but, gate. Look, I, I I think it must have been a pretty slow news week and look we're feeling it too because you know the content that we've got today isn't as in-depth as what we've had in the past and I, I made the joke to Tasha during the week I'm like man it must have been a slow week there was like a story about a dog and then a it's just a really... And the fact this is that...
0: A, this is a slow EA, all the
1: majors All the majors are having a story about, about them meeting up, that seems like a normal... That could be a Thursday night for those guys.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that this period, which is post-Christmas and New Year's and just before everyone goes back to school, I think it's a very busy period in people's lives, so they don't bother, bother dropping anything major around this time. True. Um, but... Oh. Oh yeah, you got something? Can we
1: talk? No, 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 no. never mind, never mind. I'll, I was I was going to talk about the the um how Biden's been done with documents and there's no FBI raid on the look, house but, we, but look, it's the same deal. It's it's a no it's a non-story.
0: We can briefly mention it because it does like it is that is in the news, but uh, very long story short, uh, obviously everyone knows about the story about how Donald Trump is being investigated and had the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago and all those things because they found um, some uh, confidential uh, top secret documents at his house and everyone all the democrats were on their high horse about it and anyway biden's been caught i think there's been three different um uh loads of paperwork which have been found in different places now same story but what's well, it's not really same story because it was from when he was vice president under obama so key differences between the two i would say number one uh far longer length of time that biden's held onto these documents compared to trump Hmm. uh but number two donald trump did claim that he um what's it called took the classified no took the classified status off the documents before he took them what's that called declassified
1: declassified right
0: he claimed that he declassified the documents before he took them Joe yeah. Biden as vice president does not have that power. So there is a difference there, but mm. at the end of the day, both sides are mudslinging about doing the fucking same thing. It's the same thing. So whatever yeah. punishment you have to give one of them, give it to the other one. Cause it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, I don't give a shit about it because like, if you're telling me that they don't have copies of these documents i'd be very surprised yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. right
0: yeah. so that's number one and number two anyone who has worked in an office go and look around your house i guarantee you've got something from work that you shouldn't have yeah okay. got right here. yeah <laughs> yeah so who, so who gives a shit it, 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 oh, it was yeah. it was a non-story
1: all right next one
0: there is a story on this week which is the cdc has actually come out and said that there is a potential safety signal. Oh, uh, hold on, let me switch views here, there we go. That they are following up. Uh, so CDC to investigate link between strokes and COVID-19 vaccines. Now, if you wanna play that very short clip and then we'll, yep. we'll go into it a bit more.
1: Saying there has been enough cases of people who have had the vaccine, received the vaccine, and then suffered a stroke. The agency will now be investigating any potential links between the shots and the strokes in some of those patients.
0: Right. <clears throat> so that's just a very, very short clip about it.
1: Yeah, I wanna, I'll just quickly, I'll skip to... Uh for the suspension of this pending an inquiry because there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment about what's causing the excess deaths, some of it will be ambulance delays, my ambulance delays because my own father suffered a cardiac arrest at home and the ambulance took 30 minutes and when his post-mortem came out he had very severe coronary disease, which is unexplainable I then published in a peer-reviewed journal they accepted my findings that the likely cause of his death was two doses of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine he had six months earlier. So, can I, I do, just, there's lots of, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. i just want to jump in on that point. So, what you're saying in terms of the mRNA link to cardio vas- uh, vascular risk,
0: is that, that is a proven, it's been proven medically, has it, scientifically? Yeah, yeah, for the
1: question. So, in medicine, you know, in, in any research. I'll just pause it there. I just want to say that's two, so that in, in the UK is on BBC. Yeah right and the first one we played was on fox news now like uh, it's fox is not ideal i guess for uh they are very one-sided but this is the first time that this news is hitting close to the mainest of mainstream in my opinion
0: Now, I I agree with what you said about Fox because everyone sees Fox as a right-wing network, but the interesting thing is Fox, by far, has the largest viewership of any major network in the US. Right. So it it does, like, and the BBC would be the same in the UK. They have the largest viewership.
1: just put this up. So the Hill, CDC and FDA... So he's listed (laughs) these four major... um, This is the headlines. CDC and FDA find no increased risk of... uh,
0: I think it's ischemic stroke for elderly who get Pfizer's bivalent booster. Second one is Politico. CDC, FDA see possible link between Pfizer's bivalent shot and strokes. Reuters. U.S. says Pfizer's bivalent COVID shot may be linked to stroke in, and I'm assuming that's going to be over 65s. CNBC. CDC says it's very unlikely Pfizer booster carries stroke risk for seniors after launching review. Now, this is what I want to focus on with this story. Let's just flick it back to the other view because we don't really need to Look at those too much. You can look at my beautiful face. So the the key points to this story for me are the safety signal they have apparently found is an increased risk of stroke in people over the age of 65. Mm. Now, any of us who have been screaming about the dangers of the vaccines, particularly mRNA vaccines over the last two years, we have all been screaming about the issues with heart inflammation in younger people. Myocarditis, pericarditis. And as everyone has seen, if, you, if you've if you not had your head in the sand for especially the last month or so, it is almost every single day that we're getting new famous person or young athlete dies from heart attack, dies from heart attack. There was the NFL player, 24-year-old guy, had cardiac arrest on the field. Um, you had... Uh, What's um, Elvis Presley's daughter? Lisa. Yeah, I'm not
1: buying that one. But yeah.
0: Okay, well, but 54-year-old died of a heart attack yesterday yeah. after being seen at an event the day before and being completely fine. Um, so it, there, there appears to be enough noise around a signal to do with heart issues, and then all of a sudden the CDC, it's like, it's like throwing a bone out there, going, oh, yeah, look, we've, we've seen a bit of a safety signal for strokes in people over the age of 65, with the new bivalent booster. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: So it's nothing to do with the old shots that everyone's had the first two or three shots from. It's the brand yeah. new bivalent booster that they only tested on eight mouses before launching yeah. it. So I think that's very, very interesting. And I can tell you right now, here's my prediction of what their investigation is going to say. We have found that there is a small increase in the risk of ischemic heart disease or stroke from the bivalent booster however the benefits of um of vaccination definitely outweigh the risks that's what the report's going to end up saying but but this is them trying to appease the 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 anti-vaxxers and the people who are now starting to go i've been duped and i'm on twitter a lot now and i'm seeing every single day posts from people going I got tricked into taking the vaccine now I've been vaccine injured and I feel you know hard done by yep. or or whatever but I find it very 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 interesting that they're singling out the bivalent booster because it's like they're trying to move on from that entire 2 year block and then just go. Oh, yeah, it's just just the bivalent.
1: Well, well, it's e- far easier to pull the like if they got away, which they did. They've got away with or everything that happened with the original version mm-hmm. of the vaccine. The you could just say, oh, it's the bivalent. one, We'll take that off, and then they they'll just k- carry on with the with the old one. Yeah, that's what I feel like is happening. But at the same time, I do feel like it's a bit of a hey, let's see how this story goes in Mm -hmm. the wild. Yeah. Because I I said it at the beginning, a media company needs to find out when they're going to strike because they can make money if they've got the hottest story. Yeah. And when one decides to do it and actually tell the truth, it's all going to come out. They're all going to race to it.
0: And I feel like Twitter is kind of forcing their hand a little bit too.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: But... Here's here's something else too, which is going on in the background, which I think may have something to do with this. It may be nothing, but it's an interesting wrinkle to this whole story nonetheless. So, one of the most confusing things for me about the entire vaccine rollout in the whole world has been why, out of the two mRNA vaccines... Pfizer was the one that got the most wide-scale adoption in most Western countries. Mm. And the reason why I was confused about that is because the Moderna vaccine is one that's co-owned by the National Institute of Health in the US. Mm -hmm. So I would have thought that if the US co-owns it, they would at least push their own vaccine. So what I have come to find out is there, is there is a lot of court cases going on behind the scenes in regards to patents on these vaccines between Moderna, the NIH, and Pfizer. Yeah. Because it just so happens that... So the reason why Moderna and the NIH have a partnership is because the mRNA technology was the technology created under public research. Yep. So the public research created the technology. The NIH then gave that technology to Moderna to create the vaccines. And then obviously they get part ownership. So part of the profits out of the vaccine program. Yep. What has also happened, at least it's my understanding now, is whether it was through the NIH or through Moderna, one of these bodies actually licensed the mRNA uh the patent on the mRNA to Pfizer. So there's actually a court case going on at the moment where Ah. Moderna has sued Pfizer and BioNTech, the German company, because it's a Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, um, alleging patent infringement because I think they both had multiple patents on different mRNA strains, I guess you could call them. Right. And it just so happens that the like Pfizer's got like 10 patents on all these different mRNA, but the only one they ended up going with with the, with the vaccines is the exact same mRNA strain that's in the Moderna shots. Right. So you've got this really murky business arrangement, literally between the two big dogs of mRNA vaccines and the American National Institute of Health, who are all currently suing each other. And you're not hearing anything about this stuff. And what what is even more interesting is that I know there are members of the National Institute of Health who have actually sued Moderna because apparently there was three scientists from the National Institute of Health which were credited in creating the mRNA technology who Moderna left off the patent. And they're like, no, 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 where are my fucking royalties? So there's all this stuff going on in the background. And the reason it's why it's
1: funny, it's like they're it's like they're digging at the trough, they're so busy trying to trying to get money that way that they've, they've maybe they've dropped the ball on the marketing side, and that's why this stuff is
0: Well, out. what I'm what I'm wondering with this particular news story that's come out, I would love to know who holds the patent to the bivalent booster that they are now saying Ooh. is linked to uh these potential issues and they're seeing a safety signal
1: who would you think
0: my guess would be pfizer because i guess i'm wondering if if the nih and moderna are sort of trying to sue pfizer for patent infringement because essentially pfizer stole all their profits by stealing the mrna strain and doing the best marketing and getting to market first Maybe if Pfizer owns the patent to the bivalent booster, now because the NIH and the CDC are attached to each other, they go, "Hey CDC, start talking about this fucking safety signal that we can see in this new bivalent booster."
1: So this says, "So this is on I'm on health.gov.au." Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me if this says what you are looking for. Uh, it does say the Moderna bivalent vaccine uses as an
0: alternative vaccine for any booster dose in people aged 18 years or older according to the current target recommendations for booster doses.
1: It doesn't yeah. say anything about you know I'll even search Pfizer. I would
0: I wouldn't really search too much on the TGA uh, with this because I think the TGA is completely corrupted because obviously Australia has done a deal with moderna to produce vaccines over here. So I think yep. you're going to see a shift. So everything's going to shift away from Pfizer and move towards Moderna in this country. Uh, and I already saw there's news um, articles, well, sorry, there's, there's um, stories on the news right now about how Moderna is currently uh, trying to produce a vaccine, which will get, which will be a yearly vaccine, which is a triple shot, all in one, of COVID, flu, and RSV. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Moderna is going to be the be all and end all over here but I really think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because there's literally like a Game of Thrones style uh, you know fight happening in the background between the National Institute of Health in America, Moderna and Pfizer Mm. and it's all based on money, none of it's got anything to do with doing the right thing. or Pigs at the trough
1: mate pigs at the trough.
0: Absolute pigs at the trough. Um, I'll give you a
1: tip I ain't taking any mRNA.
0: No, and and but that's the scary thing because then I've seen other stories of like I'm pretty sure that they've already approved mRNA vaccines for livestock now. So right. now, so now, like the meat that you eat is going to be like they all, all they normally get vaccines anyway. Like mm. most livestock gets vaccines, but now they're only be getting mRNA vaccines. So you go okay, well, the
1: the the, the uh, beasts won't survive old enough to get slaughtered.
0: Well, maybe if they've all got heart conditions, they won't be able to move around very much. So you'll get like a really, yeah, like really nice like fatty tender meat,
1: mm, clotty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you start getting steaks with clots in them all the time. Yeah. it'd be confronting. But yeah, th- w- we will follow this story because I think it is fascinating. And
1: I think there's cracks appearing in in the in the mainstream narrative now. I think that that they like there's overwhelming evidence there's overwhelming overwhelming force out in the public square uh yeah. i think someone's gonna have to jump soon and like news.com news.com's been there for a month now like they they, they have been they have sort of been more um uh uh,
0: can you, yeah, so go. interestingly enough, I've just jumped on Twitter because I was going to look up. There's a lot of people posting up, pretty much all the stories about all the young people having heart attacks and dying lately. And I just thought I'd go on what's trending.
1: Yeah. And at the moment, just be careful because there's you trending, and then there's trending.
0: Okay, so this is trending for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so. You...
0: <laughs> and it's on the S and P 500, and it's Moderna. Yeah.
1: Mine says Pfizer.
0: So uh, this brings up a story. Business standard, the potential risk with Pfizer's vaccine was not seen in other safety databases, nor was it seen with Moderna Incorporated's COVID vaccine, the officials said in a statement. So this might even answer some of the questions that I was just asking. Give me one second here. Yeah, so Pfizer bivalent COVID shot linked to strokes in people 65 and older, says preliminary data. Right. The potential risk with all right so that's the same thing i just said oops Um, so Pfizer's bivalent shot for COVID-19 has shown a potential link to stroke in people 65 and older according to us health officials citing preliminary data from one of the several vaccine safety databases so that's interesting too one of several so this won't be theirs this will be one of their cherry-picked ones The potential risk with Pfizer's vaccine was not seen in other safety databases, nor was it seen with Moderna's COVID vaccine, the official said in a statement on the FDA website. The early finding still needs more investigation. Recommendations for the vaccine have not been changed, the statement said. In quotes, when we find a signal, we look for it in other parts of the system, which is what we've done and will continue to do. Kristen Nordland, a spokesperson for the CDC, uh, said in an email. The agency said the possible link to stroke was seen in the CDC's vaccine safety data link, so it's not theirs. Investigation of the signal raised a question of whether people 65 and older who received the Pfizer-BioNTech bivalent shot were more likely to have an ischemic stroke, a loss of blood flow in the brain in the 21 days following vaccination compared with the days 22 to 44 following vaccination, the agency said in the statement. The totality of the data currently suggests that it is very unlikely that the signal in VSD represents a true clinical risk, the statement said. Pfizer's bivalent booster is armed specifically... Blah, 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 blah.
1: There's a tweet here. We're a bit worried about the possible link between strokes in the elderly and the Pfizer booster, but keep taking it as we're trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, but doesn't... So doesn't that play out exactly the way I just speculated it might? It literally looks like you've got the National Institute of Health and the CDC and the FDA, all those government agencies, teaming up with Moderna to try to take Pfizer out because Pfizer came in the biggest pig at the trough and stole all the money. Yeah. We will follow the story, guys. This is going to be very, very interesting.
1: And on that note,
0: thanks very much for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week.